Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. How are, how, should we just, hi? Hello. Hi, Hava, you just made a sound, a gargling sound. Oh my god, your hair is so good. Thanks, a little side pony. What's wrong, Hava? I'm having kind of a stinker of a day. Really? Yeah. I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. My nerves are acting up today. One of those days that's not good. A bad day, I believe. Yeah. Anything else you want to uh, tell our listeners? or? That's No, that's good. That's what they wanted to hear. <laughs> An existential wail. Yeah. There's good things happening in my life. A grant-making cycle just opened that I want to apply to. In many ways, my life is going well. Just some days, one can't summon the energy to appreciate that. I don't know why. It sucks. I feel like there is like a ball of positive energy like this close to me. And for some reason, there's like an impenetrable barrier in between me and that positive energy. Well, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your support. No, no, no. That sucks. And since you're me today, I'm going to be you today. Oh, you're going to be the positive one? Yeah. Okay. So ask me how I am. Okay. How I am. Hava. How are you, Michael? I'm doing good. You know, I'm really overwhelmed <laughs> by all my classes and I need to No, teach. you need to say Baruch Hashem. That's the most important step to being me. Baruch Hashem. Oh my God, I got a really new cute dress. <laughs> I wish I got a new cute dress. My boy took me a grocery shopping. Michael, you're very naughty. I know. I'm actually fine. Well, you know, I'm sorry you're having a shitty time. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Hopefully this will cheer you up. I was editing the uh, next episode that's going to come out next week. It's the Sabotai Svi episode that is going to be... Sabotage. Yes. We will be sabotaging ourselves, really, in releasing it. <laughs> Great. I love to hear that. So it's going to be the first in either a series of two or three episodes that will be happening back-to-back. This is a thick episode. Thick. Our thickest episode yet. It's more than an hour long. Whoa. Like edited? Oh, edited. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Michael, can our listeners handle that? I'm going to put in a little interstitial music so you can kind of divide it up a little bit. Oh, how clever of you. Just to tell people a little bit more, the first episode is going to be a history of Sabatite's V, putting the character and the movement around him in a historical context. That's going to be with friend of the show, Sam Biagetti. Mm -hmm. Him or her or them. Right. And I, well, we'll explore the gender trouble on the second episode. So the first episode is just kind of the raw, straight up history as best as we can. Raw Shabbatai. Shabbatai does Babylon. Yeah, he does Gaza. Um, I'm going to cut that out. That's too modern. Bad reference. Um, but Well, I mean, his the prophet who was his sort of enunciator was Nathan of Gaza. So. I, I know. So maybe I'll leave it in. But it, <laughs> anyway, so leave that whole interaction in so people know. No, 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 no. Whatever. Do whatever you're going to do. I don't make any decisions about editing. I just live here. Anyway, and the next episode is going to be all three of us getting together and talking about some of the religious implications and how do we make meaning and sense of it from the perspective of practicing Jews rather than from a perspective of just understanding what happened like a historian would do. Yeah, so that's exciting, working on that. 
I am excited for that series of episodes. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. It's a favorite topic of mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I think one of the things that's going on with me today is I'm feeling really preemptively overwhelmed because in two weeks I have a neurologist appointment, which is stressful on its own, but also it's at nine o'clock in the morning and I don't know how I'm going to get there. You don't have a ride? I haven't asked yet. I could ask, but it's hard because he would have to stay up all night and stay up in the morning to be able to take me. And I could ask, but their car is having a really hard time. So, okay. Well, you can also ask me. Okay. Well, I'll put you on the list of people to ask. Uh, The misery can be transmuted into like comedic misery. I'm just trying to get that. Get that ball rolling, you know? If it helps, this is our one-year anniversary podcast. I know. This is our one-year anniversary podcast. How appropriate that my nerves are acting up today of all days. I know. There you go. There you go. They're haunting me. You should be thanking your nerves because they're the reason why Hi, How Are You exists. It's true. It's true. And if there's anything that Jews know how to do, it's how to make lemonade. Out of an etrog. Out of an etrog. Right. Exactly. Uh, I made a great joke the other day about the sukkah being liminal space because of the lemons that are in it. Oh, yeah. Isn't liminal also the name of the uh, the actual fucking oil in the peel? Oh, liminal. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think you had a double pun. <laughs> also, when I googled liminal, the first result is a place called Liminology, which is a juice shop in Manila in the Philippines. What? Would you say a juice shop or a Jew shop? Juice shop. A shop of juice called Liminology. I was really hoping it was going to be just like the study of lemons. Anyway, enough of that aside related to a joke I made on Twitter yesterday. Let's talk about Talmud. Hopefully that'll light a fire under my ass. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so I picked out a thing for us from Shabbat 54b, sort of in a similar vein as our previous episode we did last week about collective versus individual responsibility. This sort of feels like it's iterating on that theme. I'm going to read and, and we'll talk about it. The Gemara says call me she have shot limchot lanchebeto wellomichot ni pas al anjebeto anyone who could potentially object or strike out against the ill conduct of the people of their house and they don't do it they are apprehended concerning the people of their house (laughs) okay we continue we continue and we'll just can i have an example please (laughs) i'll give you an example at the end okay 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 regarding the people of their city They're held accountable for the people of their city and regarding the entire world. They're held accountable for the entire world. So basically what's going on here is the first case comes to say, like, if your brother, say, is doing some shady shit, if your brother is like oppressing the widow and the orphan and you don't object or strike out whatever we interpret that to mean against it, then you are in some sense metaphysically apprehended concerning the conduct of your brother in that case. Okay, all right. And it goes continuing concentrically outward, the conduct of the people in your city and the conduct of everyone in the world. Well, that that seems about right to me. (laughs) I sign off on that. You think it's about right? Uh, Yeah, uh, things are either right or wrong, Hava. Oh, see, I, I misunderstood. You know, they're either black or white, right 
or wrong? Not horror, Tommy. Uh, you just said words. You'll learn them one day. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I would subscribe to that. I would subscribe to that. <laughs> I mean, two things that are sort of linguistic questions for me raised by this sugya is what does it mean to object or strike out? Like what qualifies as objecting and striking out? The verb used in the sugya can mean to wipe out, to destroy, to object, to prevent to protest. So the verb has a lot of possible valences to it as to what we're supposed to be doing regarding the conduct of people in our household slash city slash universe. Is it just one verb or was it to object and this verb that you just described? No, no. This is the verb that I translated as to object slash strike out. So there's one question about what is the requirement here. And the second question is the other verb, pass, the verb I translated as apprehended. That's what's happening to you if you fail to speak out. Before we get into what these words mean, I do like the general sentiment. We're responsible for everyone around us, and you're not in this alone. You can't say, like, well, I have my ducks in a row. There's some amount of... Uh, you don't think so? You well, no, no, no. I definitely don't think my duck's in a row and I'm all good just keeping my side of the street clean. That's definitely not my perspective. For my relationship to this text, it really matters what kind of action we're expected to take and what kind of punishment we're receiving in response. So where do you draw the lines, Hava? I don't know what it's... <laughs> that's why I'm making this podcast episode, silly. Well, I don't know either. Listeners, do you know? <laughs> it reminds me of something that happens a lot is there's some phenomena in the world and then everyone on Twitter is like, why is no one talking about this? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Or, you know, you like look up the Instagram page of your favorite musical artist and they're like, they didn't say anything. And... Sometimes it seems appropriate for them to say something, and sometimes I feel like we're expecting celebrities to weigh in on things that are just not, like, relevant <laughs> to them, you know? That's true. And, and even sometimes people just tweet out things like, oh, if you don't know that this is happening, that means that you're a trans misogynist or something. I've seen Right. If like you're not that. aware of an issue, that's like a moral failing on yeah, your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Yeah. You know, so you're saying this sugi is like a giant subtweet. It's like <laughs> being kind of an ass. I'm not saying this sugi is like a giant subtweet. I'm just saying it has some relationship with that phenomenon. Something that's comforting to me about it is that it makes me feel like, I don't know, Hashim is out there. Like, even if no one else hears your protest against injustice, cosmically, it is heard and accounted for. That is a nice thing to believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a comforting belief. I have gone down that rabbit hole of there's just so much human experience that has happened that is lost mm -hmm. to time. Right. And it's like, where is the ledger that stores that? I sometimes imagine. Yeah, I definitely choose to believe it's all cosmically held somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like a big old like MySQL database. <laughs> One of the questions this passage raises for me is like, mm, what about someone who would be in mortal danger for speaking out? against the actions of the people of their city or world or household. Are they also apprehended with regards to what's happening there? It's a tough question. Where are the lines? Yeah. And what is our responsibility and what are the consequences? You could think of this as sort of a prophetic idea that if you don't protest against 
the conduct around you that's unjust, eventually you're going to be swept up in it, either as a perpetrator or a victim. Yes, yes. Right, like yes. they'll come for you eventually. I mean, it's a, it's almost cliche at this point to talk about right. like that kind of, mm-hmm. that Holocaust parable. Right, but right. that makes me think of Twitter not banning Trump earlier, and now you're pushing for stuff when like the violence is aimed at you specifically as opposed to like your constituents all sorts of people were like jumping on that and it was upsetting it was it was upsetting for a lot of people mm-hmm. well yeah i didn't even think about the media parable part of this but definitely i think at minimum the united states media is incredibly culpable in the climate of fascism and neoliberalism that we have now Another operative word here for me, at the very beginning, we have this phrase, kol mi shall, which means on the inside, it means all who that is possible for anyone to whom it is possible. So this set of maxims only applies to you if you have the opportunity to do whatever the required action is. I think that's a pretty good guideline. I think the more power you have, the more stability you have, the more responsibility you have to be honest, which I find ironic because a lot of politicians who have a lot of power, and even if they were to lose office, still have financial stability are often the ones who are the least honest. Right. This also reminds me of the time earlier in 2020 when I was really sick and there were a lot of protests happening around police brutality and police murder and I really couldn't go. And that was really hard for me because historically I've been a person who shows up a lot on the street to those kind of actions. But at that point in my life, my mobility was such that I felt like I would actually just be a burden to the people trying to show up on the street. And it was really hard for me to accept that and find some kind of other role for myself. You know, it was really hard for me to determine whether it was truly possible or whether I was just letting myself off the hook. Or once I had determined it wasn't possible for me to go, how to accept that reality, both in terms of my own ability and in terms of what that meant for my ability to show up. Yeah. For any specific instance, that is anxiety producing. Some of the times you're probably going to make, in retrospect, the quote unquote right decision, sometimes Mm -hmm. the wrong decision, or sometimes just a decision that's unable to be categorized into right or wrong. But, uh, you know, at least you're doing it, which is much better than only cleaning your side of the street. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, interpreting this as a formula for how to make sure you've done your checkbox is probably the wrong way to go about it. It's probably more of a demonstrative metaphor to just say that we're all interconnected and that all injustice is one injustice and that there is no escape from that web of interconnection because it's just an existential truth. So don't think you can just check your little boxes, whether they're boxes of keeping your own side of the street clean or boxes of protesting enough like it, mm-hmm. you're never sort of there's no exit hatch from this interconnected existence no exit hatch the interconnected existence there are no boxes <laughs> the boxes are illusions all pain is a shared universal pain and all joy is a shared universal joy and everything is composed out of the substance of the torah
listeners. That's right. You might say. You might, one might say. One could. One might say. Related side note, I'm thinking about getting a copy of Arya Kaplan's translation of Sefer Yetzirah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Related, guys. It's all, it's all a big old... I sound like a wishy-washy... Hasid right now. <laughs> hey, welcome to the fucking party, baby. Hi. I've been a wishy-washy Hasid for years. Hi, how are you? We are secretly trying to indoctrinate you into wishy-washy Hasidism. Hasidism. Yeah, welcome to it, my bros. May we have more years of indoctrination to follow. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's close them out, Hava. Okay, let's close them out. Well, listeners... I hope my depression did not bring you down too much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed it. This is the kind of topic I like to talk a lot about. Please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Java de Cordova. It is only through your support that we are able to keep producing awesome content like this, and we're making more patron content than ever, so now is a great time to join. Yep, we got new episodes coming out every Wednesday now for patrons. That's right. Eight episodes a month if you're a patron. Whoa. So enjoy that. Now you know what to put on while you're brushing and flossing your teeth. That's what I do. <laughs> also, please visit our website at chihowareyou.com to anonymously ask us questions for the show, or you can call and text the Talmud hotline at 401-484-1619. We would love to hear from you. Your listener questions always make really great episodes. Yeah. Okay, listeners, I think that is the ball game. I hope you all have beautiful, safe, healthy weeks. Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. 